Thank you for joining us for this special discussion of Tale of the White Wyvern on Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi, I'm Travis, and today I'm joined by... Tim. And John Dodson. And today we're going to talk about Tale of the White Wyvern and everything that's happened since launch to now, and what new stuff has hit the game recently, and uh, what's going to be coming down later. So... First off, let's jump in and talk about who we are in Tale of the White Wyvern. What's what our character's been doing the past few days? Uh, Tim, why don't you start us off? All right, so uh, I'm known as Tiberius on the game. Uh, you may know me as uh, the champion of the realm, first one to kill the wyvern, and for the longest time, the top of the PvP leaderboards, not to brag or anything. Oh, of course not. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I think all that means is since you've had that spot for the longest time that you're the most hated player in the game. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm sure if you were to like parse the, uh, the in chat and see like, you know, who gets trash talked the most, it's probably me. It's probably you. I even have some discussions with some of my friends and they're, yeah, you know, people, they don't like that number one person very much. You know? So good job. Good job. Well, it's, I mean, it's going to be even worse when they find out that, you know, my success largely has to do with me bribing the devs. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a joke about cheating and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie, my wife is also playing it. And she in the early few days, she would look over to me occasionally and say, damn it. Can you just like gimp Tim so he can't keep killing me? <laughs> I don't John. think it was just her. It was a couple other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. John, how about you? Yeah, so I'm Golok in in uh, our first Tale of the White Wyvern game. That's a BBS game handle I've had since the 90s. It's weird because I didn't know this, but that's actually a machete in some country or whatnot. I didn't know that was like a real thing. When I was just my 90s self, I just typed words that made it sound like medieval fantasy. Um... And it worked. And then, so, yeah, that's me. I am. Uh, I started out as a mage in the game, and then I killed the wyvern as a mage. And now I'm a warrior, which is a mistake. I should just always roll mage. Not that warrior's bad or anything like that. It's it's fine, but mage is where my heart's at. So, recently, I mean, what's warrior was good enough to kill the wyvern the first time. So, you know, I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the classes are great. It's just that I think Mage is a little bit closer to what I like to how I like to play. Um, so right now what's happening in the game is I recently just hit a new level and I was way like I didn't buy any weapons or armor at that level. I was doing really well uh, and I immediately started a new level and got my ass handed to me. So I have to take the gold that I'm stockpiling and buy weapons and armor. So it's cool. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I, I beat the Wyvern. Uh, I was not the first I was like number five I think to beat the wyvern so I did get uh the hero shrine which talk a little bit talk a little bit about later uh it was fun to beat the wyvern again the game is the game is cool coming at it again it's a little different because you can progress a little faster it's a little bit harder we'll talk a little more about that a little bit later but 
yeah, it's cool. I'm just kind of playing it again and uh, trying to figure out um, how we can sort of, you know, update the game and modify it so that it keeps it's real fun for people that keep uh, beating the wyvern and playing it over again. Yeah, I am uh, Declan in game. Um, I think I decided on what to call myself in the game like five minutes before I made my account when we launched. Um, I was trying to figure out some sort of something that I, I'm bad at coming up with fantasy names specifically. So I was trying to think of something that had kind of a realistic but a little bit of a fantastical bent to it. And I like the name Declan. So I went with that. Um, I, Fun story. Okay. I was, okay. Yeah. So one thing that I've been doing for a while is we go to parks and uh, we go to parks and there are a lot of kids uh, at the parks, young, young, cause we've got a young three-year-old kid and I love writing down names of kids where people say the name of the kid. And I'm like, that's the dumbest white kid name I've ever heard. And I keep adding them to the list of dumb white kid names that I absolutely think are hilarious. One of them, which was awesome, was there was a kid named Declan. On the, on <laughs> so the, Declan made your list. I, you know, it was, I don't know if it's a dumb white kid name, but I just recognize it from you. And I'm like, wow, uh, that was actually awesome. So I don't know, man. Um, no, I think it's yeah. like an older Irish name. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, I, all I do is I notice kid names, and sure. I would start talking about kid names that I think are dumb white kid names, but I really don't want to get off topic. But um, <laughs> just stuff where I'm like, I eye roll so much, like I, I sprain my eyes, you know, it's funny. <laughs> and yeah, I, um, I was not the first or the fifth to beat the Wyvern. I had a lot of really bad luck with PvP that kind of set me back a bit, but I think I was like eighth or ninth maybe um just beat the wyvern yesterday and uh, i've gotten up to level four now i think maybe level three still on the, my second time through i was a warrior the first time through i'm doing mage this time um not really at the point where i'm seeing a ton of difference yet i guess but uh you know i don't have an insane amount of like mage skill use points so i'm not hitting with all that power yet but yeah it's a lot of fun going through and trying to focus on different things as i play so i want to talk a little bit about tim's joke earlier which was about cheating and stuff like that (laughs) firstly firstly i think that if like i were so one of the things that travis and i talked about really early on was that i wanted to take a sort of switzerland approach to playing the game which is to say like i have only initiated attack with one person in the game and it was one of my friends early on just because i wanted to you know test out pvp in in production travis is playing a little different he he'll, he'll attack people and all that kind of thing but for me it's like well i made the game i don't want to see this perception that you know i'm cheating because i think that if i were number one in the game that people would be like well he made the game he's clearly cheating and even if i wasn't cheating I know more about the game than anyone because I made it right. So I know, you know, all of the ins and outs, which I think can give you an advantage. So so that's kind of why I did it. And I was even fifth. And I think the only reason maybe why I was fifth uh, on the Hero Shrine was because uh, uh, Katara attacked me, lost, and I got quite a bit of an experience boost to take me all the way to kill the Wyvern pretty quick. So, um, yeah. But I think that, you know, Travis is what eighth. I was fifth. So, um, yeah, no, I we've, you know, in the past on, you know, websites that I've run, I ran a Legend of the Green Dragon server. Um, 
which uh, if, if you didn't know, Tale of the White Wyvern is based on uh, very heavily based on a game called Legend of the Red Dragon, which is a BBS game. And then I hosted a Legend of the Green Dragon game, which was a PHP MySQL remake on my website. And Tim plays the game very similarly. He was the same kind of in the same catbird seat when he started. He, I think the reason why, you know, Tim wins and is because he absolutely is like focuses on strength and doesn't really think too much about attacking someone. He just does it. And I think whereas <laughs> someone else would be cautious, he isn't. Um, and with the game and currently how it's balanced and stuff that is clearly rewarded him in that way. So I think a lot of other people were like, well, should I, shouldn't I? And Tim's like, no, nah, fuck it. <laughs> it's time to die. <laughs> yeah. So during that yeah. first run through, definitely, I have to be a lot more cautious on uh, the second round through because, uh, you know, in the beginning, everybody was on the same footing. So I knew nobody really had a chance to, like, build up better equipment or anything like that. So it's pretty chances are if they're your level, you can take them, you know, or at least you have a pretty fair shot. But uh, the second time through um, the people who are in the higher levels they've been there a while they've had a chance to build up gold and stuff and so i kind of have to be a little bit more cautious uh, about who i can attack and um i've taken a couple of risks and it's knocked me back a bit but um so far i I think i'm still on track to beat the second or get the wyvern kill for the second time before anybody else and if you could like slow down a little bit, that'd be great because I haven't quite balanced the second <laughs> fight yet. I'm not saying it's not nope. there. It's there. It's just not harder yet. So if you could just like, you know, just like just kidding, it'll be ready. I'm just saying it's not quite <laughs> done because it's like I, I don't need to balance it quite yet, but soon. So we'll, we'll talk about that upcoming stuff. And speaking of uh, you being on track to beat the Wyvern the first time again, uh, just want to shout out the the top five here. Tim Tiberius was number one, as he said, and a total, totally humble manner, not bragging at all. Uh, <laughs> second place, Maverick. Third place, Bina Marie. Uh, fourth place, My Dude. And fifth place, Golok. Yeah, and uh, thank you everyone that did that. That's really cool. I, I sort of, I, it's not even sort of, I really want to thank everyone that's played the game. When oh, you yeah. have a party and people actually show up to it. It's an amazing thing. Um, we've got, the game is re- done really well, um, and we haven't really even put it out there yet, so I'm really happy. So thanks everyone that plays the game, stuck around, continues to play it. But uh, there's been a bunch of other people that have beat the game. Thank you for that. Um, really appreciate that. We'll do a full readout in the next episode. So we've made some uh, recent updates to the game. Uh, John, you want to start us off with some of the stuff we've been doing? Yeah, so I think some of the first uh, few things we've done, there's more than this. It's just that we don't, some stuff we don't publicly address that we've done. It There's certain kinds of bug fixes that we don't talk about, certain kinds of bugs that I just don't think make sense to talk about. For instance, there are some balancing issues or things with attacking people and this kind of weird interactions that I don't know if like makes sense to talk about, but um, there's a lot of stuff that we can talk about and uh, we want to talk about more moving forward. So um, we changed how random encounters work. So for a long time, we've been hearing from people that they don't like 
uh, a few things. One, they don't like the healing random event as it was. Uh, One common critique was when you get the healing event and you're already healed, that felt like a wasted force fight. The other thing, too, was the 500 gold. Now, early on, there's no question that that's amazing. Uh, Like when you're level one through three, 500 gold is extremely great uh, randomly to get. However, people felt like in higher levels, it was a wasted event. My thought on that has always been for that one specifically, like I thought that was cool. Like it's cool in lower levels, but in higher levels, it's not. But we were getting in general from people that they weren't feeling like quality of forest random encounters was high enough. And so we balanced all of this in a few different ways. The first thing that we did was now the gold that you find is graduated based on your level. So you're going to get a little bit more if you're higher level um, and all that kind of thing. So and we also did something else, too, because I like the ability that when you hit an event, you um, it was almost like someone was stealing from you for the 500 gold at a higher level. And I liked that, except people didn't because they. And I think this is kind of one of those psychological things where I was trying to essentially pick your pocket at a higher level, but no one liked that. So we actually added a thief to the game that literally picks your pocket. Okay. Except no one has a problem with that because, (laughs) and I think this is again, like a psychological thing. And this is an idea that Travis had actually, which was, I told him, look, in higher levels, I want us to have some things that happen that kind of suck randomly. And he's like, great, let's have a thief in the game that randomly steals a percentage of gold on hand. Now there's a way to get around that. You just bank all your gold. And if you, so that that's two things to keep in mind. You can affect how random encounters work in the forest. If you do two things, one, you're always healed. You're never going to get the random healing event. And two, you always deposit your money. You're not going to get the thief event. That means that you increase the likelihood of getting one to two gems, go to the dark cloak or not the dark cloak cavern. What's the name of the tavern? Well, the tavern, um, the and then also finding go. Yeah. The gray hood tavern. Right. And, and all that kind of thing. So you can do that. Um, so we changed those events and, uh, I think that people really enjoyed the change. I don't know, Tim, what do you think about those changes that sort of talked about? Uh, yeah, I, I think they're cool. I have no problems with them. Right. I especially like that the uh, healing event doesn't trigger when you've just healed to full. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we're going to give those other events a a higher chance to pop. So a couple of the other things that we added was we added Primrose Park and the Hero Shrine. This is something I wanted to add to the game at launch. And I'm glad I didn't have it at launch because I didn't want there to be a notion for people that there was a statue they could get when when the new game drops. Because the game was already super hyper competitive. I didn't want to add one more thing to hype it up. That said, when we add a new game, the first person to get Shrine will be a thing. So that'll be something that people can race to the first wyvern kill and get shrine first. Only five people get shrine. Now, Travis and I are talking about adding a shrine for the fifth wyvern kill. So a new, like, I don't know what we'd call it, like <laughs> the platinum goal hero shrine. I, I don't know. But the first five people to get five, the fifth wyvern kill, too, because we wanted to, like, you know, hype up the first one and then the fifth one. Um, let's see. So this next one that we did was pretty cool. It's NPC interaction changes. So before there were three NPCs you can interact with in the game. There's Scarlet. Um, there's John Boyd and there's Krug in the tavern. So 
you could interact with these based on your charm level, these NPCs, and they'd give you an XP boost. And it was the same XP boost, and you interacted with them in the same ways. And really the only difference was Krug. He sort of had a funny kind of arc that I, th- I thought was actually really neat um, in the game. And uh, John Boyd and Scarlet were really similar. So I wanted to change this based on one kind of design philosophy that Travis and I are employing moving forward, which is choices. We want to give the player choices that have a meaningful um, impact in, in, in a couple different ways. So I, I can kind of talk about games that sort of inspired us to do this. They're like roguelike games where you have a choice, like, do I drink the red potion or do I drink the yellow potion, right? Or do I sink into strength or do I sink into defense? And you have those choices with gems and it definitely impacts how your player is. Are you just going to sink it all into strength to attack people or are you going to sink it into defense? Maybe you want to have um, health, right? And the three classes, it's the same, you know, the class you pick will give you random stat boosts in a particular direction. For instance, rogue, it'll be all defense and that kind of thing. So one of the things we wanted to do with the NPCs was say, okay, well, when you interact with a different NPC, you're going to get a different outcome. So for Scarlet, you're going to get the you're going to keep the same experience points boost, right? For John Boyd, you're going to get gold. So when you interact with him and Krug, we want that to be really special because it's a special random chance that you're going to get the tavern. And so we made it forest fights. So it starts out with the first interaction with Krug. You get one forest fight to the last one, which you can get anywhere between four to seven random forest fights. We feel like this makes the tavern way more awesome to get randomly and makes the interactions with Krug um, probably the most valuable depending on where you are. Uh, Tim, I don't know. You you mentioned this a little bit when we made the change. What do you think about that? Oh, well, I was texting you guys that Krug was the best NPC hands down, and that was before the changes. And now with the changes, it's uh, uh, it's quite clear that he is the best. Right. So I think it really depends on where you are in the game. Who's who who is the most useful? So if you just beat the Wyvern and one of the things we allow players to keep is charm, then interacting with Scarlet could give you 640, I think, um, at the top, which means that you can level up like twice right away. So I think that it really sort of depends on what you want. You know, if you want more experience or you want need a little bit more gold to buy a weapon, you can interact with John Boyd or you want those extra forest fights. Krug's your guy. So I think that's cool. So it gives the game a little bit more choice. Um, The other thing that we did, too, was we increased the experience and gold drops by 30% for all monsters level 10, 11 and 12. So one of the pieces of feedback we heard back from players was level 10, 11 and 12 or too much of a grind. Um, And this was kind of our response to that. I think that there are modes of the game that we're going to add later where they're going to be pacifist only games and i don't want those games to feel like miserable (laughs) at level 10 11 and 12 um finally the the other thing we added was the outhouse this is something i wanted to add at game launch but we were so i was so busy fixing bugs and this and that on launch day and addressing people's thoughts and stuff that we couldn't add to the game it's another fun place to go to interact with folks you can talk to people in the outhouse scribble on the wall Uh, which, by the way, is actually not a cesspit of garbage, which I kind of thought it would be, but it's actually not. It's actually kind of a fun place for people to talk. There was only one eggplant emoji. 
written there on was, the walls. Well, there was an eggplant emoji <laughs> and someone had an ace ASCII dick. Uh, oh, yeah. tra- I talked to Travis <laughs> about, about that one. Like, should we like scrub that off the wall? He's like, nah, it's probably fine. I mean, I guess it's up to someone if they want to read the scribblings on the wall, right? Um, but there's a really cool interaction uh, mechanic there if you if you do washing your hands and go to the bath and relieve yourself in the right order. So it's kind of fun. Get a little bit of a bonus, a little bit of a secret there. So, um, yeah, that's what we've recently updated in the game. All right. So, John, what's coming next for Tale of the White Wyvern? Yeah, so cool. I don't. I, I think there's some here that you could talk about, too, but I'll take yeah, the sure. first one. Yeah. So, Tale of the White Wyvern is always going to have a free base. I've been calling it free-to-play. Travis wants me not to call it free-to-play, and the reason why is because free-to-play has this connotation of being pay-to-win, and Tale of the White Wyvern will never be that. And if you think we're getting close to that, let us know. Um, give us your feedback, but we're never going to have that. You're always going to be able to play it for free. You're going to have a good time. Um, but with that, we would like to pay for the server hosting costs. <laughs> It'd be nice <laughs> if the bazillion hours Travis and I put in the game, we could we could sort of um, squint and you know make it worth it from a monetary point of, point of view. That'd be really great. So what we're thinking about doing is making site memberships a little bit more accessible. So one of the things I think that don't work, well, that work really well about site you know cheerful ghost site memberships now is for people that really love what we do they can support the game you can get on patreon you can get a sub you can become a member you get cool stuff on cheerful ghost you get cool stuff in tale of the white wyvern that's great i don't think that that model makes sense for everyone i think it's a little too expensive plus i think for a lot of people having a monthly sub on their credit card is really hard to explain right especially when you're thinking about netflix the kind of value you get there and then the amount of money a monthly sub like we would charge for. And then you're kind of like wondering like, whoa, you know, that seems like maybe a little bit out of step there. So we're trying to think about a way to say, OK, well, for the people that love page, you know, supporting us on Patreon, like that's not going to change. You can keep doing that. But we're thinking about making it so that folks can buy a, a yearly membership straight up for a really, you know, a really reasonable price for that. You know, the same amount of money you'd buy like an indie game for, you know, and we're trying to think about it in that way. So um, you could support us in that way if you want. I think that's the first thing we're going to do to make things easier. And then we're also um, thinking about a longer term approach for how we can, you know, find a f- sustainable funding model. We think memberships are a great idea and we think there are a lot of other ways um, to do that as well. You know, selling cosmetic packs and this kind of thing. And I don't think that, you know, any of that's too weird in free games. Um, you could take a game like, um, that's in the news right now, probably not for real positive things, but you could take a game like, um, Apex Legends and you're the same power level as anyone else being about to buy a lot of really cool cosmetics to support the developers and that kind of thing. So I think we're, we're looking into things like that. Uh, Travis head it back to you. Yeah. One thing that we noticed, um, I think it was like the, a day or two before release was you know, with the way we have our menu set out, uh, with like, one like the first letter in parentheses that you can tap with your well you can press the key that corresponds to it to navigate through the whole game with your keyboard um that doesn't work very well for people who who have to use screen readers because that'll just read out like uh for example i 
N for N or something like that, or R a turn to town square. So right now, uh, one thing that I'm working on is making that work for screen readers with a lot of complex uh, HTML that I won't get into right now, but uh, we want this to be playable by anybody, anywhere. And that includes people who have issues with, uh, you know, actually seeing the screen. So we want to get that right. Absolutely. So one of the great things about making a text game is that it should work really amazingly for anyone with limited ability. So or um, or differently abled. And so we're thinking about, you know, once we're getting to a point where, you know, the game is playable with screen readers and the like. We're going to try to go out to that community and say, hey, look, we made a game that you can play. Right. Because I think that one of the benefits, again, about making a sweet text game is that that's something that people with those abilities can play, you know, and have a good time or even limited mobility. Right. I mean, we I, I play this game from my phone. You know, it doesn't take a lot for me to tap, tap, tap. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's cool. It's cool that we're going to sort of do that. I'm really proud of that. So the another thing I mentioned earlier, Tim, that I'm going to work on is scaling Wyvern fights. We've got the first Wyvern fight. We need to scale up the second to the fifth one. I want it to be difficult, but fair, that fifth Wyvern fight, uh, it's going to kick your ass. Uh, but it's cool. Have you noticed? We've got a lot of weapons that scale up, but it also increased the amount of XP and gold drops. So that'll be cool. Um, so that should help that a little bit. Um, this is something that's really interesting. And Tim, I want to talk to you about this and Travis a little bit, too. Um, okay, I'll start off by saying that this is not meant to be a dig on anyone in the cheerful ghost community. Now everyone's really scared, like, oh, he's going to make fun of something. No, no. But cheerful ghost has never been the largest video game community on the internet. It just hasn't. It's a pretty small but dedicated community of people that like talking about video games, but you know, we're, we haven't even like we're we're a very small amount of users right on Cheerful Ghost. And then the amount of like people on the site, you know, we're still that's a very dedicated, you know, user base and, you know, a lot of diehard fans that are like never going to go away, which is awesome. I love you guys. Never, never stop. <clears throat> that said, when you take a, a site like Cheerful Ghost, which has a pretty small but dedicated amount of users, and then you and then you blow that up five times, which is probably what we've done um, with releasing the game in terms of people that come to the site and that play the game and that kind of thing. It increases the amount of communication that I have to do by five times. So one of the things that I loved early on in Cheerful Ghost is I could have a direct one-on-one -on -one communication with anyone. And that was amazing because what? It was like four people. Just kidding. It was, it was more than that, but you know what I'm saying, right? But now we've scaled out We've got so many more players and they want to know stuff. They want to know, hey, what's this mean? How does this work? What's coming? They want to directly report bugs to me. They want to give me a play by play of the game that they're playing because they're excited and the game's really cool and they like me and all that kind of stuff. And I honestly, for the longest time, this has been amazing. However, <laughs> recently <laughs> it's been less so because it doesn't scale. Right. I'll tell you I'll tell you guys a story. So we were I was I have a day job, by the way, I work for a great company. And one day, um, Heroku, who we host the site for, decided to run database maintenance on Tale of the White Wyvern 20 minutes before noon hits. 
right? And you know if you play the game that when noon hits, everyone gets their turns, so people are playing their turns before noon, and then they're going to play their turns right after noon. So they did database maintenance with no warning to me because we're on the free tier, so they can change, they can do maintenance whenever they want. And people immediately started texting me, hey, something's wrong with the site, it's down. I mean, a lot of people, and on Facebook, and on Twitter, (laughs) at the same time. And what's really exciting about that is people give a shit about something we've done. No one has texted me when Cheerful Ghost goes down. No one, because no one really cares. Like, there's nothing that ties them to a particular time, right? But now we've got this thing that people really care about, and I love it. But it's it, it, it creates a situation that's not sustainable for me, which I can't respond to 25 people in real time about a game. I just can't. So we're trying to figure out about a way to, as we... Because this model doesn't scale, right? I can't communicate because eventually Travis and I want to release a game that 5,000 people could play. And I can't talk to 5,000 people individually. So we're trying to figure out how to change that. Um, Firstly, the thing that I'm thinking about is how do I tell people when changes to the game come out? Because we make changes all the time. Like, how do I communicate that to them? Is it every month in the state of the Wyvern? Well, maybe. Or maybe um, we have a way to let people know stuff sooner because we'll run out of change patch that could affect how the NPCs interact with people. That could change how you play the game. How do people need to know about that? I think some people don't care about knowing that. And I think some people care a lot. So how can I talk to people about that? Secondly, how can people talk about the game in a way that makes sense so that I can, you know, have all like so I can like communicate with people effectively and we can. So I want to finish that thought by saying, you know, if you've got any suggestions for us on how we could, you know, communicate these changes out to you, let me know. Um, We've got a change log in the game that you can, you know, he hit twice from the menu and you can get the change log updates. Um, We're going to do the state of the wyvern, which is going to be a monthly thing. And I think um, so just let us know what you're thinking. How how would you like to hear from us where we can communicate game changes? And I also think that if you have a question about the game or something you want to talk about, just go uh, to Cheerful Ghost and drop it in the comments. I think that'll be really good. It's really easy for me to respond to people in there. Plus, I don't think, you know, one thing to think about is you're probably not the only person with the same question. So one of the things that we get a lot of questions of, we update the instructions in the game. The instructions uh, are a lot larger than they were at launch. So there's quite a lot of just how the game mechanics work and stuff like that in there. And it should get longer, you know, it should get way larger as we just increase the amount of um, information about how to play the game. Because I think it's important that we make it accessible um, and that kind of thing. So, yep. All right. Before I lose my thought. Um, so just about the uh, the changelog thing. Yeah. Um, put a link to it in the, the daily, like briefly, you know, when you first log in at the first of the day and it tells you what percentage gold you got, you know, from the bank and stuff like that. At the hmm. bottom there, put a, uh, you know, check the the um version log or whatever like that uh, or you know check for changes at the change log or, or something like that at your first login for the day i like that a lot yeah um, yeah that's great yeah. i think we'll add a card like that could go at the bottom right under the like you've got mail thing i like that yeah. a lot because it could give people a thing because again travis and i are making updates to the game i'd say at a pace of every week it's way way faster than that but you never know like it might go a little bit longer but great Sounds good. So uh, in terms of what else is coming next, we have a really, really long list of awesome stuff. I don't really want to talk about stuff out too much further because it gets into this sort of expectation zone. Let's just say the game is going to get a whole lot cooler 
So we've got a lot of plans for it. So um, it's going to be great. Travis, is there anything you want to kind of spoil about that? Like any that you're really excited about? There's something that is currently kind of in the game that may be more useful later. I'll just say that. Cool. Awesome. So we're in beta right now for Wyvern uh, and we're making our our we're running toward 1.0. And I think for us, 1.0 means two things. Firstly, it means everything we wanted to add to the game where it feels like it's, quote, done. So, you know, spoiler alert, when someone launches a game, there was a ton more they wanted to put in there, but they couldn't because they had to launch it. Right. Travis and I had a huge list and we launched about half of that list. I mean, it was probably less than that. Right, Travis? I mean, I don't even think it was a third of what we wanted to do. A fourth. Uh, yeah, it was probably more than that. Like, but I don't think it was half. I don't think it was half. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so there's a lot of things that we wanted, you know, that are going to consider 1.0 for us. And, and, and then there's 1.0 also when we're thinking about pushing the game more broadly to market it more heavily, which you really haven't done yet. Really, we just tweeted out the game and people on Cheerful Ghost and their friends. And I went on the Game Devs Quest podcast, which is awesome. And it's gotten us a pretty cool player base. But um, when we're thinking about 1.0 to, I guess, or 2.0 or whatever, it's thinking about, OK, the game's sustainable enough to, you know, we could have, you know, up to a zillion players. So that's kind of how we're thinking about, you know, how I'm thinking about moving forward. So, yeah, that's all for what's coming next. All right. Before we go, Tim, uh, you're since you're the only one on the show right here that didn't have a hand in developing it. Uh, what would you add to Tale of the White Wyvern if you could? I would say more uh, more of a difference between the the two melee classes. I haven't played the mage yet, so it's kind of hard for me to comment on that one so far. But uh, my first playthrough, I was a warrior. Second playthrough, a rogue. And um, there's really not much of a difference between those two. So I would like to kind of see them sort of stand out a bit more. And so you can make kind of a more meaningful choice in uh, what class you want. I agree with you there. I think the difference Mm -hmm. between rogue and um, warrior is only noticeable in the early levels. And then but but if you look at their attack, you know, their special attack, it's essentially the same. So there really isn't a distance. And so if you're looking at I'm not going to I don't want to talk about what we're going to do to the rogue class, but 1.0 means fixing that difference. There will be a difference between the two classes. And I'm really excited about what we're going to do there. I still want to talk about it yet, but um, that is a thing that we're going to fix. Again, it was it just came down to, a, you know, what makes it and doesn't make it for launch. So right. that's not a thing like I I'm not in love with that difference, but and we are going to remedy it for sure. And the idea that we have for it is honestly pretty awesome if I do say so myself and I can't wait to play it. It might make the rogue the a better class of warrior. I don't it know. Might. I can't. It say. might. It might. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't want warrior to be bad. Um, no, I don't know. No, we'll balance yeah. it. Yeah, we'll definitely balance it. So not not in terms of PVP, but in terms of PVE, which is uh, it might make it a better class. So anything else, Tim? No, that's it. Cool. Cool. Well, almost perfection then. Yes. Only one thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for playing the game. If you've played it, uh, we look forward to adding a ton more to this game and um, look forward to what's coming. Yeah. And again, if you have anything that you want to see us add to the game, 
uh, any thoughts you have on the game, please just chime in in the comments. I would love to hear more. What do you want to see? What do you like? What do you want less of? And that kind of thing. So thanks, everybody. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show and thanks for listening. <laughs>